0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Making Room Podcast, where we clear out the clutter and make more room for God to move in our lives. I'm your host, Paul Radke. Thank you for joining me today. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the idea and the concept of embracing imperfection. I think that if I asked around, I think most people would acknowledge that we're all imperfect. Um, Probably fewer than that. There are those that have actually learned to accept that imperfection uh, and and not kicking against it all the time, right? But even fewer than those are those that have learned to actually embrace imperfection and not just acknowledge and accept that it exists and that I have it, but also to embrace it and hold it close. And I think there's much to be gained in life, uh, both spiritually and relationally, by not just acknowledging and accepting that I'm imperfect or that others are imperfect, but embracing that imperfection. It's easy, I think, to um, put distance between who I am and the imperfections that I have. Uh, my, my father told me a statement years ago that has stuck with me. He said, we judge ourselves by our intentions, but we judge others by their actions. And, and that's kind of true of this, is that a lot of times, the things that annoy us the most in other people are actually the things that annoy us most about who we are, right? We, it's easy to see it in them and point the finger and criticize it, but really, if you self-examine, you'll find out that in a lot of cases, it's traits and characteristics that you actually have yourself that you just haven't come to terms with. And I think when we learn to not just accept the fact that we're imperfect or the imperfections that we have, but we actually embrace them, well, we hold them close, we keep them close to our heart so that when we see someone else acting in a way that annoys us, we begin to see it in ourselves before we can criticize them, right? Uh, if, if I start to point the finger and say, this person is judgmental, well, I have to acknowledge that it required me to be judgmental to some degree to actually see the judgmental nature that they have. So it allows me, by embracing my imperfection, to hold it close and to acknowledge that, wait, before I can say anything about them, I have to examine, do I have the same thing in me? And, you know, Jesus taught, judge not lest you be judged, because with the same judgment you meet, it will be met back to you. Well, I think in a lot of cases, we're the ones doing the judging, right? We judge them. And then when we see it in us, we judge ourselves by that same nature, that same idea. And so when I have to judge them for being judgmental, I have to judge myself for my judgmental nature. And that creates a lot of turbulence in life. If I judge someone else for their anger issues, then when I have anger issues, I'm going to have to hold myself up to that same judgment. And that can cause a lot of crisis in life by trying to hold yourself up to a different standard than you hold everybody else, right? Because we judge them by their actions, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. We see the whole story when we act out in a certain way, but when they act out in that same way, we only see the action. And so what could be gained in life – If we just acknowledge, accept, and begin to embrace imperfection and stop trying to be perfect all the time, quit trying to to get everything right all of the time. The fact is that we're always going to be imperfect. There's always going to be things in life that could be better. There's always going to be parts of us and our personality quirks that could be better and improved upon. And if our goal is always to be more perfect – And get it just right all of the time, then we will constantly be letting ourselves down. We'll constantly be failing at our own goal because it's a goal that's unattainable. I am definitely super guilty of this. I have constantly been chasing after something that's unattainable, constantly chasing after the idea that I have to be perfect. I have to make all the right decisions. I have to do all the right things. And I cause a crisis in my own life and turbulence in my own life by holding myself up to a standard that is not even attainable. It it, it can't even be reached. And so I have come to the realization that it's actually not perfection that I need to be chasing after, but it's actually beauty. And it's not the idea that I get everything just right. But it's the idea that even in the things that I get wrong, there's something beautiful about it. I had the privilege uh, of going to Paris this past November with Madison. And it's always been a dream of mine to go to Paris. Uh, so finally got to do it. And it's always been a dream to go to the Louvre Museum while I'm in Paris. And finally got to go this past November. And just uh, I, if you ever go to the Louvre or if you've been, you know what I'm talking about. It's just overwhelming with the amount of history and the amount of art that is in that museum. I, it, it is too much to see in one day for sure. You could spend plenty of days there and probably still not see at all. Uh, so you have to go and you've got to pick out certain things that you want to make sure you see and navigate towards uh, to make sure you get the the best experience uh, of that opportunity. And so there were a few things that I definitely wanted to see. Uh, one was the Mona Lisa, of course. Uh, everybody wants to go to the Louvre and see the Mona Lisa if they're in Paris. Uh, another was the Venus de Milo. Uh, another was the Winged Victory of Samuel Thrace. Uh, did things that you've seen pictures of your whole life, and it's just awesome to go and see it in person. And just behold the beauty in the history of these items – uh, but you know, there's something amazing about all of these items, is that they're quite imperfect. All of these works of art are quite not quite right. Uh, the Venus de Milo doesn't have any arms. Uh, the Winged Victory of Samothrace doesn't have a head and doesn't have arms. The Mona Lisa is really a pretty small painting, uh, especially when you compare it to some of some of uh, Leonardo da Vinci's other works. And it's it's kind of faded by time and, and not very vibrant in color. Uh, certainly, you see more vibrant colors in other works of art, but yet its popularity is unmatched. There's actually just this huge line in queue to go and see the Mona Lisa. Uh, so we just kind of poked by and saw it and just kind of escaped that line. But all of them are imperfect. All of the things that you see in that museum – have imperfections in them, whether because they were created with that imperfection or because time has given it that imperfection, yet people come from all over the world to see the Mona Lisa and to see the Venus de Milo, that they come from everywhere just to see these items in person. And what if if people would have found these items and just thrown them out because they weren't quite perfect enough? What if somebody would have found the Mona Lisa and said, well, its color's kind of faded and we have bigger, better paintings from Leonardo da Vinci, so we're just going to throw this one out. It's really not that important. Uh, What if they would have said, you know, Venus de Milo's got no arms, so it really doesn't deserve to be in a museum. It's too imperfect and thrown it out. How much beauty would have been lost? How much history would have been lost to us if people would have held those items to the same standard that we often hold ourselves to. And how many things could we be creating for the world, for our families, for our friends that are beautiful? They're just imperfect. And, and we're throwing it out because it's got this wrong with it, or I don't do this quite right, or I've still got this problem. And, and so we don't even attempt to do these beautiful things because we know it won't meet that level of perfection that we require, that we have to attain to have some sort of self-fulfillment. But if we get rid of the idea that things can be perfect and just go after the idea that they need to be beautiful— what beauty could we create for the world around us? What beauty could I be creating for my wife? What beauty could I be creating for the world if I would tr- stop, just stop holding myself up to that perfect standard? That unattainable, unachievable thing that in my head uh, I call perfection. And what is that in your life? What are you failing to create? What beautiful things Are you failing to give to the world around you because it's not perfect enough? God has given you amazing talents, amazing abilities, beautiful things for you to offer to your friends and family uh, and, and community. Don't fail to give it because you judge it not perfect enough. Don't fail to give the world the beauty that you have just because you see the flaws that it holds. Because even with its flaws, it's worth something. In fact, oftentimes because of its flaws, it's worth even more. Because it's not perfect, it makes it all the more valuable. It's easy to see people's successes and revere them for it, respect them for it. But oftentimes it's not their successes that we relate to. It's their failures that we relate to. It's their imperfections that we find most relatable. We're able to see ourselves in them when they talk about the times that they didn't get it right. And for me, when I see people talk about their failures, especially if they've reached some level of success, to hear them talk about their failures and their imperfections encourages me way more than them talking about their successes because it allows me to see me a little bit. I see that they failed too. So when I fail, it's okay. They've got imperfections too. So it's okay that I've got imperfections. I can keep pushing forward. I can continue to seek to be better, to improve life, uh, to improve in learning, to improve in how I relate to other people, but I don't have to be perfect. And by sharing my imperfections, by sharing my failures and offering them up as something beautiful – you're able to relate to me, I'm able to relate to you, and we're able to encourage one another to keep on moving forward because it's no longer perfection that we're after. It's just something beautiful. And I know that we have both got something beautiful to offer the world. I've been lucky enough to as I said go to Paris, but also to do other traveling uh with Madison and with my family before that. And there are moments in memories that I look back on that they were just perfect in that moment. Uh, in that moment, everything was right with the world. Uh, and that, that particular moment in time was perfect. But if I really examine those moments, I realize that actually it wasn't quite perfect. There were still things that could have been better. There were still things that weren't quite right. Yet to me in that moment, everything was right and everything was perfect. Uh, One of those experiences was in Paris on the rooftop of this old um, beautifully architect, uh, beautiful architectural mall, uh, Galleries Lafayette. If you ever get the chance to go do it, you can go to the rooftop for free. And we're on, Madison and I are on the rooftop right at sunset. As the sun is going down and setting, you can see the Eiffel Tower in the distance. And as soon as the sun hits the horizon, the Eiffel Tower begins to sparkle. And it was just one of those moments that was perfect. It was a perfect moment in time. Yet I can still look back and criticize certain things about it. There were too many other people on the rooftop with us. Um, anytime I'm on vacation, I could always use more money for spending. So I don't know if that's true for you, but it's certainly true for me. So there's too many other people around could have had more money. Uh, My feet, our feet were tired from walking the whole day, exploring the city. Uh, There were plenty of things that were imperfect about that moment. Yet in that particular moment in time, it was perfect to me. It was perfect to Madison, and as I look back at pictures, I look back and just think about how perfect that moment was, and I'm incredibly grateful for it, but if I would instead focus on all the imperfections, I would lose the beauty of that moment, right? If instead I would focus on everything that was wrong instead of everything that was right, I would miss out on such a beautiful memory between me and Madison, and what is it in our lives that if we would just focus on the right part, we would actually learn to have gratitude and appreciate the moment that we're in right now. I know everything's not perfect. Um, You you may be trying to work through a lot of psychological difficulties. You may be working through financial difficulties. Uh, You may be going through all of that at one time, yet what is the thing that makes this moment beautiful? What is the thing that as you look back on your life and, and the traumas that you've been through and the difficulties that you've been through that you can say at this moment, even though with, with everything going wrong and everything seems to be falling apart, sometimes there's something beautiful about the moment I'm in and I can be appreciative and grateful to God for it because I know it's leading me someplace even better. It's leading me to a place that that I can't even imagine. God says that there's things in life that, that are so great ahead of us that we can't even fathom them. And am I missing out on the opportunity to appreciate where I am because I'm just focusing on everything that's imperfect about it? What could be gained by embracing those imperfections? Yes, I, I am going through a difficult time uh, psychologically with working through past traumas, but there's something beautiful about that. I'm actually working through it and how many of us don't even take the time to work through those traumas. We just keep on acting out in bad ways, never knowing why we acted out in those ways because we don't take the time to self-evaluate. So there's something beautiful about the moment that I'm in. What is the beautiful thing that you are neglecting to acknowledge because you're too focused on everything that's wrong with it. What is the beautiful thing about you and your life and who you are and what you can offer to the world that you're neglecting because you're focused on everything wrong with you? You've got something beautiful to offer. And if we would start focusing not to to try and be perfect, but to actually create something beautiful with our lives, I think we would all live much more fulfilling lives but we would also offer something beautiful to the world around us, to our families, to our friends, and to ourselves, to the point that we would really learn to appreciate the moment that we're in. I hope this reaches you. Uh, I hope that you will take this opportunity to self-evaluate, to acknowledge that there are things wrong with you, that there will always be things wrong with you, but you can choose to embrace those things, become a better version of you, and appreciate the beauty of the things that you've been through into the places that you're going. I love you all. And I look forward to being with you next week. Talk to you later. Peace out.